we pray. And everyone said? <clears throat> Why don't you just right now in your own heart acknowledge God right with you and beside you because He is. Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Just tell the person next to you, today is all about Jesus. Yeah. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know how you started your day, but I got up and put on the Christmas carols and just started listening through some of those amazing songs. Among my favorites are Oh Holy Night and uh, Noel. And I like God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. There's some different ones there, but the words are so powerful, so inspiring. And my heart was lifted heavenwards. And I thought, wow, Jesus, this is your day. And I'm so grateful, so thankful to you for your kindness to me and your kindness to mankind. It's not about the gifts, though. Do enjoy them. It's not about all the food, though. I'm sure you're going to enjoy that, and so will I. It's all about Jesus. Can I encourage you this Christmas season and today? Keep Him at the center. Throughout today, every so often, just remember what you're celebrating. Talk about Him to others if you can. Because we're talking about the incarnation. The incarnation where God became man. The Word became flesh. Friends, it's a beyond understanding. And then He walked this planet and ultimately went to the cross. So let's look at Luke chapter 1, 26 to 28. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, a no place, nothing really, Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Jesus of the house of David. Imagine an angel suddenly walking into your home. Wouldn't that be amazing? And that's not your husband or wife, by the way. This is a real angel. They're turning up. <clears throat> the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, went right inside, the angel said to her, Rejoice! Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I have a special greeting for you today that I've borrowed from that great preacher, Jack Hayford. And it's this I wish you a Merry Christmas. Not M E R R Y but M-A-R-Y. In the Christmas story, we see that God works this incredible miracle. You and I know it's impossible for a virgin to give birth to a child. And because this miracle is so unbelievable and incredible that to this very day, people debate whether it actually happened that it was actually true. And I'm here to tell you, it was true. It actually did happen. It was a miracle birth. And so, by wishing you a Merry Christmas, I'm wishing you a miracle in your life. 
I'm wishing you a miracle in your life. Because Christianity is all about miracles. The gospel of Jesus has an overwhelming message for you and I today that we serve a God of miracles. And how we need miracles in our world today. This broken, fallen, lost, depraved world with so much pain and so much hurt and so much suffering, including many of you, how we need miracles today. I wonder if there's anyone in this room that does not need a miracle. I certainly need them. I, I need many miracles in my life. And one of the great things about this Bible is from Genesis to Revelation. You can just about read through most chapters of this book and you're going to find a miracle somewhere. Our God is a miracle working God. He worked a miracle for Mary and I wish you a Merry Christmas. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's a gospel of power. So in the dark pocket of Mary's womb, the very life of God entered and worked a miracle beyond comprehension. My question for you today, is there a dark pocket or a dark area in your life, your circumstances, your family, where you need the very life of God to enter and work a miracle for you as He worked a miracle in the life of Mary? It may seem impossible. It may seem beyond belief. But I want to suggest it's probably not more impossible than a virgin giving birth to the Son of God Himself. Maybe that's a benchmark for miracles. Where do you need a miracle in your life today? What do you need to God to do? Where do you need the life of God to enter? You and I are connected incredibly to the God of miracles. I want to encourage you to keep working on that connection. Keep getting closer and closer to God. Because as you do, you position yourself for a miracle. My goal today for you is I want you to leave here with just some more faith than you walked in with. Maybe your prayer has not been answered for a long time. But I want to share the miracle power of God with you so that your expectation just lifts a little bit more. That when you walk out the doors, that there'll be just an increased sense God can work a miracle for me. Maybe you've given up on your miracle. I want to bring the believing to life again today and to lift your faith and your hope and your expectations. Because one of my desires is to create an atmosphere in this church and other churches, an atmosphere of expectation, an atmosphere of hope that the God of miracles is still alive today. And the last chapter of your life has not been written yet. And I believe in that last chapter, 
or in the chapters to come, there are miracles in store for you. I'm here to declare God has a miracle for you. And the reason I say that is based on Holy Scripture, based on the Word of God, that God works miracles today. Would you please tell the person next to you in a nice loud voice, God has a miracle for you. Deposit some faith in their heart. God has a miracle for you. Let those words begin to explode in your spirit and in your being. Let faith arise. Let faith arise that God has a miracle for you. Yeah, it may seem impossible. You may have waited a long time. You may have prayed many, many years. But listen, God's delays are not God's denials. Just because a miracle has been delayed, do not give up. It's not God saying no. I believe the miracle is still on its way. Walter suffered two strokes, leaving him without feeling on the entire right side of his body. He ended up with this terrible burn because he couldn't feel anything. He was prayed for and a hand was put on his shoulder and this person prayed this very, very simple prayer and it went something like this. You commanded us to pray for things to be on earth as they are in heaven. I know there is no numbness in heaven. I command in Jesus' name full restoration of feeling. Heaven's power collided with earth's numbness and the numbness lost. And this man was healed by God who has a miracle for you. He has a miracle for you. He has a miracle for you. It's on its way. It's heaven sent. One, Luke 1 verse 28 says, The angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now watch this. I'm sure we would all agree together today that Mary was highly favored, chosen to be the mother of Jesus, still preached about thousands of years later. The only person ever as a virgin to give birth to a child, the Son of God, no less. Never again in the world history would a virgin give birth to a child. Imagine what that did for her faith. For the rest of her life, would she doubt the miracle power of God? I, I'd hope not. My question for you today is, has God worked even one small miracle in your life? Has He answered a prayer in your life up to this point as you sit here today? Because if He's answered one prayer, if He's worked one miracle for you, He can do another one. And He can answer another prayer. And He can give another breakthrough in your life. Never give up believing and hoping and praying and trusting God. For some of you, you may be praying for family members or other things. Can I encourage you, pray to the grave. Pray to the grave. Because some answers may not come until you've gone to the other side. And I believe praying in faith is one of the greatest things that honors God especially when the answer has not come. The heroes of faith, many of them died not having received the promises of God. 
And that so touched the heart of God, friends, that it's recorded for us in Scripture, that they held on in faith to the dying days, believing that some of those things would be fulfilled afterwards. Let faith arise in your heart today. Never stop praying. Never stop believing. Never stop expecting. God has got a miracle for you. So, Mary was highly favored. That verb translated highly favored is only used two times in the New Testament. Only twice. The second time is Ephesians 1 verse 6, which says, He has made us accepted in the Beloved. In other words, we are accepted, and the Greek means highly favored. So what was said of Mary is said of us. We are as highly favored as Mary was. And we know how incredibly favored she was. You are highly, when Jesus, God said to Mary, you are highly favored. He says the same to you. He says the same to me. We are highly, highly, highly favored by God. Why don't you tell the person next to you, you are highly favored by God. Isn't that amazing? Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Think about it for a moment. Out of the billions of people who've been born on this planet, most of you are among the very few who are saved and on your way to heaven. If that was not enough, God Himself lives in you. He walks with you through life. He will comfort you. He will strengthen you. He will help you through the battles and the challenges of life. If you have a need, you can pray and He'll hear the cry of your heart. You are highly favored. And I believe that is an understatement. And because you are highly favored, just as Mary was, you are blessed with the same possibilities and the same miracle presence that she had. So if Mary, highly favored, can experience an extraordinary miracle, then you, highly favored, can, can experience an incredible miracle in your life. Let faith arise in your heart today. Luke 1, 29 to 34, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then Mary said to the angel, watch this, how can this be? Since I don't know a man. See, Mary struggles with this message from God. She's not familiar with this kind of words. And isn't it true when God speaks to us, it's a message from another world. And it kind of doesn't always add up or make sense or we can't work it out. The promises that He gives us, prophetic words you may have had, promises in the Bible like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We are more than conquerors. By His stripes I'm healed. All things are possible. Only believe. These promises, they're from another world. They leave us wondering. We think, can it be? Is that actually true? I think God replies to us and says, welcome to my world. Miracles happen here on a regular basis. Welcome to my world. I'm inviting you into the world of God, the world of the supernatural, 
a world of the miraculous, the world of the impossible. We get tripped up because we find it hard to understand how some of these things would work. But miracles are the signature of God. The Bible tells us that. And he wants to write his signature all over your life. Not one miracle, not two miracles, but miracle after miracle after miracle. That's the God that we serve. Sure, you've not seen the miracles you've wanted. Sure, you've not had the answers you've desired. Keep praying. Keep believing. And see what God will do. Never, ever give up. Smith Wigglesworth was one of the most amazing miracle workers to visit New Zealand. I mean, literally, he raised the dead on many occasions. He'd go into, you know, where the dead were laying and sit, stand up against the wall and command them to live. The dead body would fall down and pick it up again and command it to eventually the body would come to life again. He'd punch people in the stomach and command cancers to go. The lame would walk, the blind would see. He just saw extraordinary miracles. And yet, you know what it was based on? Something incredibly simple. In most of his services, most of his meetings, he'd get them to sing this very, very simple song. All things are possible, only believe. Over and over again, all things are possible, only believe. You see, friends, it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. The simplest, most humblest person can receive miracles. Only believe. Only believe. And through doing that, he created this incredible atmosphere of people starting to believe. And just miracles would flow in massive, massive abundance. It was amazing. This is the merry message. A girl's father was a hopeless drunk. Beat her up, would beat her mother up. And she longed for a miracle. So they must have been led by God. And what they did is they got a handkerchief and they prayed over the handkerchief. They laid hands on it, put it under the father's pillow. He came home drunk that night, but he couldn't sleep. Got up, walked around, still couldn't sleep, went back to bed. Got up, walked around, still couldn't sleep, went back to bed. Third time he got up, he just could not get to sleep. So he told his daughter, he said, I can't sleep. I don't know what's happening to me. I feel like I'm sinning against God. The daughter shared Jesus with him. He was saved, baptized in water, and became a keen follower of Jesus Christ. We serve a God of miracles. God of the impossible. When it seems like there's no hope, I'm telling you, there is hope. We serve the God of hope. And He can fill you with hope today to overflowing by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the great ministries of the Holy Spirit, by the way, is to fill us with hope. Because when we lose hope, it's kind of like we're on a real downward spiral. So God comes along and He puts hope into our hearts, even when it seems like a situation is hopeless. As long as God is around, friends, nothing is hopeless. So Mary considered what was said, and probably this is the trip the thing we trip over most often. In the New Testament, the word considered is used 25 times. In most cases, it's where people can't work the situation out. And what trips us up is we can't figure out how is God going to do this? How can it be 
And friends, we need to stop trying to work out how God can do it. Our human reasoning gets in a way and it robs us of faith and ultimately robs us of our miracle. We need to put our, our, our we need to be like Mary who puts aside her reasoning and says in verse 38, may it be done to me according to your word. Luke 1.45, blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. She simply believed and that released the miracle. Often we say, I can't figure this out. I can't figure God out. Of course you can't figure God out. He is God. The day you figure Him out, He is no longer God. He works outside the box. He works in unusual, amazing, and extraordinary ways. You don't need to work out how God is going to work a miracle for you. Only believe like Mary did. She just believed God, and that's what released a miracle. Don't let your mind crush your faith and crush your believing. Put it all to the side and say, God, I believe. I believe, God, you can work in my circumstances. You can work in my situation. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I believe you will do it in Jesus' name. Tell the person next to you, God has a miracle for you. <laughs> he really does. All things are possible. A young woman was expecting a baby. Nineteen doctors told her to have an abortion because the baby had no stomach, no kidneys, and lungs could not develop. As a Christian, she said, there's no way I can have an abortion. She went for prayer. There was a very simple prayer that was prayed, an amazing prayer, one I've never heard before. The prayer went something like this. God, we remind you that you have a warehouse of spare parts in heaven. Body parts. We're asking, Lord, for three parts that this body does not, this baby does not have. And they thank God in sincere faith for answering their prayer. Wasn't long after the woman's aunt came running to those who had prayed for the baby, carrying a birth certificate signed by 19 doctors saying this is a miracle baby because it has perfect lungs, perfect stomach, and perfect kidneys. Is anything too hard for our God? He has a miracle in store for you. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I believe in the coming years we're going to see more and more incredible miracles. It's on heaven's agenda. Watch this space. Mary is probably 15 to 16 year old, so receiving amazing miracles is not based on her maturity, her experience, or even the depth of a relationship with God. So that gives us all hope. Verse 37, for, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Could be translated this way. With God, no word shall be without power. What God says, what God speaks, is accompanied with Holy Spirit power to bring it to pass. No word of God is without power. Just don't try and work it all out. So into the darkness of 
Mary's womb. There entered the very life of God and released a miracle. And Jesus, our Savior, was born. It's my prayer for you today that into the dark pocket of your life, the very life of God will enter and work a miracle. How did this virgin give birth? I don't know. But the God who created the world from nothing is fully capable of bringing forth his son from a virgin. What is it your heart longs for? Where is the darkness? My God knows all about it. My Jesus sees the pain and the darkness in your life. And he cares like no other. You're not a number. You're a person with a name. Dearly loved by God. And it's his desire and his heart to come into the darkness with his very life. Mary teaches us that the God we serve is willing and able to enter into every part of our lives and work a miracle. We are highly, highly favored by God. We serve a God of miracles and he has a miracle in store for you. I wish you a Merry Christmas.